My name's Brian, and today is Friday, March 24th, 2023, and this is an episode 352 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's a Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> chat with Brian, chat with Brian. Gingerbread, uh, yeah, looking over in the comments here real quick. Gingerbread said he uh, dropped a message in at 2 a.m. about a coffee rant or something, uh, and it's gone. And YouTube made it go away. But for some reason, for some reason, at uh, 3 a.m., I have this message that I can't read because I don't know what language that is. Dimwalagunigwapi from Brandon's YouTube channel. I don't know, but they took James's away. Pippin Eyes has been early, this, uh, up early, busy this morning doing wiki. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? Uh, mm, Robin was wondering if her first, if she says first at 6.01, because it's the first first, does it count? And I don't know. This is like a dispute because James said that he was up and he is usually up super early. And uh, he dropped a first. I don't know. I don't know. We'll call it a tie today. You both get credit. Morning, Mike's Philippine Nomad. How we doing? How we doing? Uh, gingerbread. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry your shit disappeared. Hope you're enjoying the coffee. Hope all the message I sent you about it all made sense. And, uh, and the mix-up is unmixed. Um, the butcher, the butcher morning, Good morning, renegade butcher. How you doing? Uh, nice and steamy down where you are. It is, uh, really, really humid and, um, kind of gross here right at the moment. <laughs> oh, where's Bozo? Josh had his first, um, uh, his first, uh, YouTube heckler, I guess we would call it troll um, showed up in his chat the other night and uh, his account was Bozo the clown or just Bozo and a picture of a clown. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting for sure. Uh, let's read the little history from, uh, from Ryan. Uh, old Pippinized here on, um, on YouTube. He says on this day, happy Friday, um, 1765, Great Britain passes the Quartering Act on 13 colonies. Can anyone say Third Amendment? Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. I'm pretty sure uh, Pretty sure John Willis has some t-shirts over at um, SOE that uh, have a little reference to no quarter. Uh, 1892, Robert Koch announces he's the discovery of the bacterium responsible for tuberculosis. So uh, all of you with TB, now you know why. Um, oh, probably not why, but at least you know what you have. Uh, 1944, 76 Allied prisoners of war begin breaking out of German camp, later dramatized in the movie The Great Escape. Decent movie, decent movie. They've made like seven versions of it, I think. 
1944, old R. Lee Emery uh, was born. If you don't know who he is, if you've ever seen Full Metal Jacket or a variety of other things where he plays a hard-ass uh, drill instructor because that's basically what he was his whole life, uh, he was born. And uh, the old uh, skipper of the Exxon Valdez had a little too much to drink and uh, ran aground this day in 1989. And now you're caught up with the history of the world ever uh, on this day. Josh says coffee's dropping now. It's definitely muggy. Uh, Robin, another good morning. <laughs> oh, man. How's everybody doing this morning? It is Friday. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good day. going to be a good day. Got a fun little question of the day today. Uh, the perfect cup question. It wasn't deep and philosophical. It was, uh, well, it could have been, I guess. Could have been gone on some rant and long-winded explanation. Ryan, <clears throat> I'm going to try to read yours. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, something about wizards and fairies and things. But uh, we'll see that. Uh, Robin Hosting says she was exposed to TB in Texas and went through the torments. Is this where it is? Is it like Texas bronchitis? Is that what the, the official name is or something? Josh says he had the test. The TB test is the one that uh, they put the bubble under your arm, right? Yeah, they shove that needle, that long-ass needle. Uh, mine was a long needle up under, but uh, I remember a, a few times it was a little needle just a little stick and a bubble. And then one time it felt like it went in way under and I was watching the whole thing, but it could have been just cause I was hung over or something. <laughs> All right, let's get to that perfect cup question of the day. We're at six minutes. We're just rolling through the history segment. The new history segment of my show got, uh, <laughs> Oh, let's get back. Let's get back on track here all right here we go all right everyone it's time for the 40th edition of the perfect cup a daily question and my thoughts join the discussion in my telegram group t.me slash lots chat that's t.me slash lots chat every day i will throw out the question on socials on the telegram group and then the next day i will take everything that everyone feeds in and uh kind of sum it all up and discuss it on the show so if you want to get in on the action get your voice heard definitely find the question around on socials or in that telegram group is most likely where you're going to get the most response and then hear what we have to say the next morning so the perfect cup question of the day today is when you're driving and see one shoe on the side of the road what do you think happened to the other shoe do you ever stop and ponder where that other shoe is? Why that single shoe is on the side of the road? When you're driving and you see one shoe on the side of the road, what do you think happened to the other shoe? Hmm. I've pondered this. I've pondered what's what happened to the kid that was wearing the shoes when the shoes are hanging over the power line. Did he get beat up? Did he throw him up there himself? I don't know. But that's not the question today. The question is about uh, missing shoes on the side of the road. I'm going to hit that comments. We had some pretty good ones in the Telegram chat uh, yesterday. I threw it up. 
actually i i was running a little behind i had a bunch of stuff to do and uh, josh was like hey what's the question for tomorrow while my brain still works so i figured he was in the uh, right mood to answer some questions and so here we go aaron from two chicks homestead immediately responded that they have kids the first thing she thinks is they have kids and that was a common theme uh, pretty sure old Scramblin said that uh, that was his his definitive answer to as when he was a little devil child, um, his brother got new shoes and he was not happy about it and uh, took one of those and tossed him right out the back window. Uh, this was prior to car seats, so they were probably just rushing around running. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see where else. Um, Josh says uh, one one legged man lost the ass kicking contest. Um, but if he was one legged to start, why would he have had two shoes? Did he lose his shoe? Is that what he bet? Like, that's not a very, that's not a very interesting bet for a guy that doesn't need the second shoe. Um, <laughs> and then he said, um, their shoe started to search. For... Oh, wait. Yeah. He says their shoe started to search for the sock lost in the laundry. And uh, the best one out of Josh yesterday was they got into grounding, but they have commitment issues. So they tossed the one out and they weren't like Corey, who like a week after we started barefoot or she started barefoot. She's like, I'm throwing my shoes away. Like, what? What? Oh, Rachel Brown says it's been a bad night of drinking. I'm pretty sure Rachel Brown knows all about that. Um, and she said she was in a wedding where the, they misplaced, we misplaced the groomsmen that way. I'm pretty sure I copied and pasted that directly from the chat. Uh, and it says I was a, in a wedding where we misplaced a groomsman that way. Uh, I don't know how you misplaced a groomsman, but uh, maybe she was talking about a groomsman's shoes. And uh, old James Gingerbread Farm says shoe hit the hit the road in search of its soulmate. Blueberry um, said, "Check to see if you have ant bites on only one foot. It may be yours." I don't know if we were talking about one specific shoe that I lost. I haven't lost one shoe in a long time, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So those are the answers. And then, and then um, old. Pippinized. Pippinized. Yeah, Ryan, soulmate. Yep, yep. Let me scroll up here. I don't know if I'm even going to be able to find it. It got buried. We had awesome chat last night in the in the chat. You should, um, if you're a member, you should join up, check out, and uh, and catch up on that chat. But I really want to uh, find old Ryan's comment here because it was interesting for sure. And I'm not going to be able to. This is horrible. I tried to find it this morning and pin it, and then stuff was going on in the chat. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. This is a very dangerous question you have asked. It could lead down a shaky. It could <laughs> lead down a shaky truce. The story starts when a man, James King, invented the drum-style clothes washing machine. Now, you see, this is where the science and mysticism combined and opened up a subspace wormhole. 
the reason I, I filled you on this because of the gnomes. So like uh, I, I kind of read the next part and it appears that the gnomes take the socks out of the dryer. So when you're missing one sock out of the dryer, it is um, it is a <laughs> it's a gnome that steals your socks. And while we've never proven the gnomes harvest, harvest the socks out of the washer through pre-fermented subspace wormholes, that, that leads to the unpaired socks. Now, this is still unproven, but it's theorized that there's trolls that are responsible for balancing the universe. And by stealing one shoe and, and taking them on a journey, I am paraphrasing this because I can't even read the whole thing. I read it yesterday. Uh, but, Jay, uh, but Ryan's theorizing that our trolls and gnomes, and they battle back and forth in this uh, other universe, and they steal our socks and our dryers, and then they have to compensate and steal shoes to match up with the, the unbalanced universe of missing socks. Whew. Yeah, it hurt my brain when I read it yesterday. Dude, I don't know what it is about you Jeep people, but you just start getting weirder and weirder every time I talk to you. Is it the Jeep stuff? Oh, <laughs> uh, what do I think happened? Um, I'm a big fan of the kid theory. Kids are little bastards and they do that shit. Um, I did it when I was a kid. Did anybody in your, uh, mm, nobody in Corey's family, they like their shoes too much. Weird. She turned it out to be a grounding person. Uh, she said she was barefoot most of her life. Um, yeah. Join telegram for the full story. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't, oh man. It did say stuff in the, in the story about, <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> Perfect. James says gnolls, gnomes steal tools and pens too, and specifically sharpies, um, tape measures, and uh, screwdrivers when you just set them down. And God knows where ten millimeter sockets go. And Ryan said he uh, he had a he had a good bowl before he sat and typed that out. Bowl of cereal. Josh says that's exactly what I was going to say. A bowl of cereal, right, Ryan? Huh? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're in Florida, right? You're okay. You're okay. 10 millimeters. Yep. Yeah. 10 millimeter sockets. Jesus. What do I think happened to the other shoe? I don't know. I've always wondered if like a guy on a motorcycle could ever lose a shoe going down the road and would he stop and grab it or would he just continue on to his destination and find new shoes? I don't know. I don't know. I've seen some dudes like uh, with the big ape hangers and the, and the, and the big footrest way out and they just got like flip-flops on. I can imagine you'd lose one pretty quick to get going kind of fast, but um... <laughs> Ryan says, yes, it was a bowl of cereal. It was Lucky Charms. <coughs> and Josh says, yes, they were magically delicious. <laughs> oh, for a Friday, though, for a Friday, this is uh, this is a fun question. It's been a it's been a rough week for the perfect cup questions. Um, some things that really just didn't make sense and didn't add up. I'm going to try to vet them a little bit better for next week before I do all the show notes and the, and the art and all of that stuff. So I'm hoping the questions will be a little bit more uh, intellectually inspiring next week. 
and uh, we will go from there. But this has been another episode of the Perfect Cup Perfect Cup question of the day. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. And uh, be sure to check out the perfectcup.shop or thelotsproject.com for all your premium air-roasted coffee or coffee merch. We'll talk to you next week. Now back to the main show. man it's definitely friday guys it is friday 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 today what are we gonna talk about today we're moving on we're moving um yeah it seems like we just moved because <laughs> we did uh back to every week and um i'm okay with it i'm okay with it uh i think this one to two weeks two weeks um is probably the long end of where I start to get comfortable, too comfortable someplace. So I think the one week we we had a good amount of time to go explore um, on site. I had time to to go and find a cemetery and do some do some work there, um, do some documentation. One issue I've mentioned this week is getting permission to clean headstones, um, and that comes with. Uh, mm, yeah, that's murky water. It's really a murky water. And as I, I dive into it and I talk to more people that do it, um, it it may be a small challenge on the road, depending, depending. I've been discussing some strategies with somebody that um, to make it a quicker process. A lot of the people I talk to are stationary. They're not traveling around the country. So they find a cemetery they have a month to go talk to whoever they need to talk to and seek out whoever they need to seek out. Um, they're not moving around. They have a limited supply of new content or new stones to clean or new cemeteries to walk around unless they're traveling further to them. I have the exact opposite. I have new places to go every week, but I don't have the relationship built with the funeral director or the cemetery manager or I haven't done been able to do the legwork to get that permission. So some of the strategies are contacting them before we get in town, um, in the area. Uh, I've definitely been starting to pre to pre vet cemeteries um, and the location we're going. Like I didn't need to in Texas. Like I where we were, we were going to be so long. It was just like I hit everything within like I started spiraling out from our, our spot on Google Maps and just went for it. Now um, I have to be a little more intentional. I have less time. I have more of a focus on what I want to do and what I'm looking for than just randomly picking. So I'm doing a little bit of front end research before we leave, which sometimes can produce uh, a number, a uh, phone number, a uh, contact uh, for the cemetery. And a lot of the sites that I use give some pretty in-depth if it's been documented before, if there's people that, um, if there's like a cemetery association or something, depending on the cemetery, it really, you can get a lot of good information. Um, the newsletter I'll be putting out hopefully on the April 1st is, um, is my deadline for my first, um, headstone membership newsletter going out. Uh, 
haven't even launched the site yet or really announced it. So there it is. You guys hear it first here. The website is almost done. It's been testing. I've been testing it with Josh and, uh, and putting stuff up and uh, messing around with it a little bit. But hopefully April 1st is that first newsletter that's going to come out. It's going to be about a cemetery that we visited probably the prior. It's going to be two weeks prior. So I'm giving myself with our memberships a week to collect content. Uh, video, audio, whatever. Um, and then that is going to be processed the following week, released the week after. Um, if we're in a location for two weeks, it'll be about the time we're leaving. And yeah, that was for kind of for OPSEC. It was for workflow. It was for everything. You can't edit it as you're getting it. I've, I've found that. So putting it all together after the fact made sense with the, the cemetery stuff. Uh, membership is going to kind of be a newsletter about the cemetery I visited that week. Um, some interesting headstones, some extra video. Uh, if I do some cleanings or in-depth stories, that's going to be written up in there. Uh, I'll still be putting out my normal content, my, my shorts uh, that I've been doing uh, with the cemetery. But the more in-depth, the more produced, the more thoughtful writing, um, stories, things like that is going to go into a newsletter or on a blog um, with member access. So eh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. But getting getting permission will... I start. So for this reason, I started vetting before I went because of the limited time and uh, trying to get edit. Yeah, edit. Yeah, James, I do edit some videos. Some, not all, not all. Podcast doesn't get edited. No, no. I look at my face enough and I don't need to watch it three or four times to uh, to edit it. That would just drive me insane. But anyway, anyway. So that's the plan. That's the plan. So vetting out... Um, cemeteries hopefully i can get a little permission and i can do it on site like this one here i didn't get a number till i got in town i wasn't able to contact him until tuesday um yeah he said that he can't give me permission for liability issues i asked him can you get me a whole in touch with these families well the kid died in like 1914 ah. can you give me his family's phone number <laughs> yeah they're out on county route 71 yeah it didn't happen James says he doesn't edit his videos. James, your videos are fine. Your videos are good. How's the biochar going? Are you just gonna keep rolling with that? Did you get your second? Um, did you get your second batch in the Dutch oven cooled down without opening it? I never even thought about the oxygen exposure lighting it back up either. James was posting in our group. He's he's doing a biochar experiment with his wood stove and a cast iron pot, and I think it's pretty cool. So I was just checking in with that. Anyway, moving on from the cemeteries, we are moving, like I said, tomorrow morning. Um, it's kind of nice looking around the camper today going, it's not going to be that bad tonight. Um, a few weeks ago, we had to move the trailer when we were stuck and we were getting uh, the landowner to move us. And we had to do a pretty deep clean. We had been sitting for four months. We took out all sorts of stuff that... Um, that we normally wouldn't in a week, just stuff that 
you're used every once in a while or this or that, or it didn't get put away. Or we were just, we were very comfortable where we were. So we just had stuff out. We weren't having to move. Um, this Friday, you can only take out so much stuff in a week, especially when you don't have very much stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it doesn't look that bad. I think we'll have a decent evening. Hopefully it's supposed to rain this afternoon a little bit, break this humidity. Maybe it was a little later this morning, but it's supposed to be humid and hot and then cool off a little bit. It's supposed to be a good travel day tomorrow. Nice and sunny. Where we're headed, it's supposed to be pretty much sunny, uh, partly sunny and 70s all week. Uh, if you watched the the interview with Victoria Wolf the other night, she's another full-time RVer. Um, they do it a little different than us. They go uh, their campgrounds, their campground and full hookup people. Um, not the boondocking. And we're actually possibly going to do some sort of compilation together or uh, collaboration together, uh, contrasting the two full-time lifestyle st styles, um, the differences, the, the, the similarities and differences between uh, our two journeys, because it was blatantly obvious in that interview that we are on two separate paths that, same, that share a common thread. So that's cool. That's cool. But we're traveling, traveling on Saturday. Um, but she said in that in that interview that you're always chasing 70. And I was like, no shit. It is like the ideal temperature for a camper. <laughs> um, in the sun, in the shade, like we don't like to be in the shade because then we we need power. But in the sun, 70 with a nice breeze lows in the 50s maybe even the high 40s to sleep really good at night um if i can if i can um if i can find that and stay in that i mean obviously summer's hard i can't get that far north <laughs> since alberta was like over 110 this whoa wait 110 celsius they were boiling hot Renegade Butcher. Renegade Butcher says, same path, different shoes. We just threw our shoes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robin asks, do you choose cemeteries within a certain radius of your campsite? Um, well, usually as quick as I can get there. Um, it's a combination of distance and in interest, I guess. Uh, there are a lot of cemeteries, like newer cemeteries that just don't turn my crank really. Um, not that cemeteries turn my crank. They interest me. Um, I, I am more interested in the older, uh, early 1900s, late, late 1800 stones. Um, I'm starting, I, well, not starting, but I, I appreciate the newer, like laser etched, um, with, the. Um, images and things on that uh i've seen some really cool uh laser cut metal held headstones newer ones not old like uh, metal crosses i've seen plenty of those but uh newer like um you could tell they were laser cut um flat flat some sort of metal um with the with the inscriptions cut all the way through the letters cut out or engraved uh seeing some really cool stuff like that but my interest in the whole thing really stems from old, uh, seeing the, the stuff that's been there 150 years and see how amazing it still looks 
the quality of the stone that was used to do that, how much time and effort was put into that in 1870 to carve that stone. Um, that's my thing. So basically when I'm looking for a cemetery um, prior, prior to this being a priority, um, it was, I would be at the campsite and I would go to Google and I would search cemeteries and I would look and yes, distance was consideration, but it was more a max distance. Like I'm not going to drive an hour. Well, I shouldn't say that certain graves, Josh found a grave for us in uh, the state forest, uh, the Sam Houston state forest. That was, uh, it was about an hour out, 45 minutes out from where we were staying, but it was worth it. There was a story there. Um, I have all the footage. I haven't had time to dig into the the nuts and bolts of the story because as Josh, you've heard on here before, if you've listened long enough, uh, Josh and I kind of batted theories around about this dude um, after the fact. And we came up with our hypotheses. I did not write them all down, unfortunately, but the story doesn't seem to click. The story of uh, George Pol or uh, <laughs> Mr. Pol Pol Luca uh, does not fit because um, it's yeah it just doesn't make sense the story that's out there is plausible until you start really thinking um, until you really start thinking about what was going on at the time of his death not now. Uh, Josh made the very astute observation that the lake he's buried near wasn't a lake when he was when he was deaded, when he was made unalive. Um, when he died, the forest that he was buried in was not a forest. It was open. Um, why was this man randomly, randomly buried on the top of the hill when his family and everybody else was buried in a normal cemetery? Why was the Sam Houston National Forest uh, established the year after the guy was, was un, unalived and, um, maybe he was Epstein, uh, and, um, all of a sudden his land was now Sam Houston National Forest. I don't know. There might be somebody in the chat that knows something about eminent domain. If you don't give it to them, do they just come and make you disappear? Because that's kind of how it felt to me. And the more Josh and I discussed it, um, the more it made me wonder. So I put a little bit of the, the video out there. I put the important parts of the video. We left one of our painted rocks at his memorial because it is a geocaching site. It is kind of a folklore legend. Uh, so we did that. I got a little video. I put up video. Uh, and then I just I put it in a file because I just it's not there yet. The story hasn't really fleshed out in my head. I haven't uh, dug in enough to feel comfortable putting it out there. Can I put out guesses? Yeah, but I don't know if I really want to do that. Gingerbread Farm says they just take it. And what happens if you get in the way, man? I think they just move you. And if you don't move, they just end up making it so that you they can move you. <laughs> back in uh, the back in the what what was uh, the year of his death, Josh? It was back in the 30s, wasn't it? 20s. I don't remember. 
anyway, that's in a file to look in. I think as I travel down the road, it it isn't um, isn't out of the question to circle back and and do that story. I have the video, so that was the biggest um, that was the biggest thing. Uh, Gingerbread said, "Men in costumes with guns come." Yep, yep. That was my that was one of yeah. It was the, I'm pretty sure it was the 30s too. Um, <laughs> men in costumes. <laughs> that's funny when we were in minnesota we had this little corner store at the end of our street uh where i used to get gas i worked for them as uh, as a fuel tech uh we were we were welcomed into the fold as regulars uh as locals pretty quickly at this place um the employees were pretty with it and they would see you a couple times and they knew you weren't traveling through let's just say when they would see you in um I know you've been through it, gingerbread. I know. I know, man. And I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, ja. Oh, man. Constitution says they have to give you full value, but they give you half and say sue us for the rest. But it's going to cost you that amount to sue us. Yeah, go, go figure. That really shocks me. You are really opening my eyes to the fact that the government might not have our best interests in mind. Where? What chat are you in, dude? <laughs> Story of the IRS. Yeah. Oh, man. So we took Clyde for a walk and did an experiment yesterday. Well, I guess we took everybody for a walk, but on our walk, we did an experiment with Clyde yesterday. Uh, we strapped the the chest harness for a human uh, with GoPro around Clyde. Uh, we originally tried it under his belly. That didn't work out too well. The camera was upside down and it bounced back and forth like this. Every time his legs would move. It was very, it was very, um, I'm glad I didn't have a bunch of beers before I watched it. Let's just put it that way. It was um, like riding a jet ski, but not actually moving. It was just like all over the place. Uh, then we got down to the bottom of the hill and um, <laughs> James is watching mine. Oh, but uh, got down to the bottom of the hill and we flipped it around, put it on his back. Made a few adjustments and it turned out decent. It turned out decent. I think we need to adjust it a little bit more. Um, he's not a full size human. Uh, I wear the thing. I have a little broader chest and uh, we're just trying to tighten it down on the fly in the middle of a walk and we're just messing around to see if it was possible. But hopefully we'll start getting um, a lot of dog walk footage because if it was as easy as it was to do out in the field and I figure out how to... Um, easily adjust it back and forth between me and him or pick up one that we just keep the size for him i don't think the other bernards will like it well i don't know on the back do you think the other two i, I don't yeah walter don't give a shit about much um he really doesn't and norman could go either way he he could put it on his back and he wouldn't even know it was there or it might be back there and he might freak out until he could chew it off his back. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it could go either way. But Clyde, we figured, was the easiest. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. So I, I could see us getting some pretty good video. Um, I can only imagine if we could let him off lead and let him run 
what those videos would look like because that one was like a greyhound more than a great dane i don't know he got mixed with the same bernard he got these weird fast superpowers or something uh josh says mount a cam in the little barrels they make for him yeah we ditched the barrels on the road um as we were hitting the road they were very very hard to take care of those those barrels that we had for these dogs were custom made on etsy handmade uh, wooden barrels that uh, you had to keep water into uh, keep water in them otherwise they would shrink up and uh, the ends would fall off uh some yeah it was very hard to maintain them and they took up a lot of space and it was uh, not worth the weekly picture we used for them so but um Oh, Josh says we could charge people lightning to watch the live barrel cam. <laughs> and up here a little higher, he said he needs a dog helmet with a GoPro mount. Uh, the drool cam. <laughs> Clyde's been drooling. And this is another thing that was on my list to uh, talk about. And it it's a good way to wrap up the week. But first, I wanted to mention last night I had an awesome uh, premiere of an interview I did with Tammy Garcia. Tammy Cuthbert Garcia man switched on switched on super great conversation i really enjoyed it it's about um health freedom uh knowing what the fuck is going on um with doctors and prescriptions and petrochemicals and the rockefellers and the carnegies and the flexner report yeah we went down those holes uh and it was good it was good Tammy's been uh, booted off of YouTube different times. She's permanently banned from Facebook, I think she said at this point. Um, and yeah, no wonder she is because I think she's on to something. She's on to something. Gingerbread says barrel cam is a different for him. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, but anyway, Tammy was great, and uh, it was really fun talking to her. I think you'd enjoy enjoy the conversation. Uh, she talks about food stories. She talks about why she is in this space and how she got so controversial um, when all she wanted to do was teach people about stuff and food and nutrition. So check that out. Check that out. Um, Renegade Butcher says, that was a good interview. I like smart, paranoid people who have good reason to be paranoid. Yes. And she does. And we talk about that right at the beginning. So if you're interested into why Tammy is into all this health and uh, different stuff, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Replays on YouTube or up on both audio feeds. Lots to talk about podcast or uh, this full The Lots Project podcast full feed uh, episode 352. 352 lots to talk about with tammy cuthbert garcia it was a good one but anyway it's been on my list for a few days if you follow our socials if you follow Corey's socials with the dogs uh you might have seen some um videos with clyde drooling you don't see many videos with clyde drooling clyde is our clean dog clean ish dog um he's short hair so he drops a lot less hair he doesn't um hey robin have a great day uh thanks for hanging out he doesn't drool as much as much uh, he's got these little tiny uh curtains so we call the jowls of the dogs the curtains because you can like 
lift them up you can like pull them back and they hide stuff they like hide out the light from the things you know so they're like curtains uh we were sitting here the other day and clyde was drooling so we started talking about curtains yes josh meat drapes Mm -hmm. before you even type before you even type it um and so we had always called walter's big old jowls that we could lift up and look at his teeth and these guys let us uh we've been like playing with their mouths and stuff since they were babies when they're going to be 160 170 pounds you want to be able to stick your hand in their mouth and um not be worried they're going to take your hand off and um so we always call them curtains bear curtains because we call them bears because they're big like bears i don't know why we name our pets because like they get one name and then they have like 17 other names after that um but anyway so walter's got curtains walter is the middle child uh he's the oldest but middle in weight and size um norman norman has uh very his his jaws are a little thicker a little more uh have a different texture to them so we've decided that they are going to be drapes um so walter's got curtains and and norman he's got drapes clyde he's tiny he's tiny i think he got a lot of the great dane in him he's got a little his faces um isn't as smooshy and and big and droopy uh he's more tight trip fit and trim uh he's got short hair his ears are a little different and he's got jowls but they're small they're small and he doesn't drool as much so when we were looking at him Corey says well they're not curtains they're just mini blinds yeah yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that but anyway clyde started drooling he's been drooling on this trip quite a bit and his drool when he gets it is super intense like it's thick and it's uh very stable and it'll start it'll just start forming and drop down and it's like a a a pendulum and it'll swing back and forth we got video of the other day he was staring out the window and it flung up and it hit the wall and you remember back in the this 80s and 90s where they had that like gummy gooey thing that was like a hand and had a long string and you like whapped it out on things you could like pick up paper with it It was kind of like a frog tongue that's what this thing looked like out of his mouth so it stuck to the wall and he like turned his head and it like stretched out and it didn't come loose and uh yeah it was pretty interesting but we're wondering why he's sitting out and looking out the windows staring and drooling while we're at this particular location was, this is unnor- This is unusual. Well, there's cows next door. Corey and I are, are under the impression that Clyde smells the beef. He's hungry. We did a video about it the other day trying to tell him that it's a little too rare at this point. It is a little too rare. But he stares out the windows when the cows, like there's a little spot that the cows will come up in the guy's front yard next to us. And he can see through the fence where he doesn't have wood fence panel. He's just got like cattle panels. You can see the cows standing up there and he'll go and sit at the door and just drool. And I'm like, that, that. Oh, man, he smells that beef. He wants the beef. I'm going to hit some of these uh, 
some of these uh, Josh. Oh, Jesus. Josh really got into the coffee this morning. He says uh, we could refer to them as saliva flaps, uh, mucus mats, uh, slobber skirts uh, or slobber sickles. And he says we need to come up with a song called 99, 99 blobs of drool on the wall. And uh, <laughs> he likes them blue rare and barely warm. <laughs> Cut off what I want and I'll ride the rest home. Oh, guys, guys, it is time to wrap this up and get out of here for the week. I appreciate you guys hanging out all week. Uh, item of the day today, Skinner 2.0 barefoot shoe socks. Barefoot shoe socks. That just sounds ridiculous. Barefoot. But you got shoes and or socks on. No, these are nice. These are really nice. Um, it's been interesting being here. I've had to wear work boots quite a bit of the week because I didn't know what was around here. Uh, we hadn't had a chance to explore barefoot. I went down walking through some marshy land where Josh kind of warned us if we didn't want to run into water moxins and things like that, snakes that we wouldn't be a fan of to stay out of like away from the watery shit. So I go walking through a swamp. So I wore boots. I wore boots. Uh, but these skinners are really nice. They pull on like socks. They have a rubber coating on the bottom. They don't restrict your feet, but they protect the bottoms. Uh, I'll throw them on if I got to take the dogs out, if I want to go walk down the road, if I got to walk down like where there is sandburrs, something like that. They're nice. They're not as breathable as I would like. Um, I wore them for too long one day. They got kind of rank and smelly. I had to wash them, but you can throw them in the washing machine. So that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Skinner 2.0 barefoot shoe socks. I definitely recommend them for something to throw on, maybe to run out to get the mail. Uh, if it's cold and if you live way up north or the, the pavement's super hot, you need to tiptoe through. It's a good protector for the bottom of your feet if you want to be barefoot more often. <laughs> Josh says, are barefoot shoes like a nudist pocket? No, that dude, that's like your prison wallet. Your nudist pocket. <laughs> Females are lucky. They might have more than one prison wallet. Out. Anyway, you can pick up those Skinner 2.0 barefoot shoe socks. Barefoot shoe socks. Uh, link is in the video description. Uh, it's an Amazon affiliate link. If you don't need any barefoot shoe socks, uh, definitely click that link. If you got to do some shopping on Amazon today or this weekend, you click that link. It gets us in the tracking. It's an easy way to support the Lots Project, and we appreciate it. Every little bit counts. And you guys are picking up on that. You guys are picking up on that. The affiliate sales are doing well. I appreciate it. Share the link around. We have a general link down in the video description. If you click it, it goes to the Amazon homepage, but it's got our tracking link in it. So consider making maybe making that a bookmark, maybe saving that on your desktop, clicking it anytime you need to order stuff on Amazon. I appreciate it. You could copy and paste it, put it on your phone. <laughs> Interesting. Put it on your home screen as your Amazon link. If you need help doing that, let me know. I can help you set it up. I am more than willing to do that. Oh... Josh says, oh, not that kind. That's actually a thing. So they actually make nudist pockets, huh? <laughs> I would have thought that they already had one built in. <laughs> and on that, guys, let's wrap this up for a Friday. We're going to be moving on down the road. We got a big uh, rock hunting, uh, rock hounding. going to go dig some rocks uh, before I talk to you next. So hopefully on, uh, on Monday, I can share what we found and the adventures we had getting to our new site. And we will be coming, for, coming to you from a new location. 
With that, guys, be sure to head on over to the Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat to hang out, chat with us, or find us on all the socials. Share what you've seen. Share it if you like it. Share if you hate it. Send it to somebody you'd want to annoy. Maybe they'll start listening to. But anyway, guys, it's been a great week. Done in Texas. When we reach you tomorrow, reach you on Monday, we won't be in Texas anymore. Won't be in Texas. Moving on down the road to bigger and better things. Tough to get bigger than Texas. Hey, you can always find me at thelotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value Exchange podcast players. Have a great weekend, guys, and we will catch up with you on Monday.